0: Hello and welcome to Glaswegian Geeks. That's a name. Second show, we've actually got a name this time, so...
1: Which means that hopefully we're going to last a very, very long time, uh, unlike some podcasts that just fall apart. Very true, very true. Uh, James, why don't you introduce what we're doing today? Well, every month of this year, me and Mario are going to go on a journey of self-discovery and moral appreciation for the things that we have today, and we are doing this by going through old comic book films that appeared, say, between the 60s and 2003, maybe? Well, we could still do, yeah,
0: maybe 2004, because that was
1: Blade kind of three uh, area, you know? Yeah, yeah, we could go through that. But, uh, so, we're going to take ourselves and hopefully you, the listeners, on a journey of us reviewing these horrible films. So, maybe you'll leave it and you'll feel like, oh my god, things aren't as bad as they seem. You know, Suicide Squad isn't the worst film ever made. Batman vs. Superman isn't the best, isn't the worst film ever made. It is. Just pointing that out. So, every month we are going to release a review of one of these bad films. And today we're talking about... Captain America, released in 1990. Yeah. Um Do you have, uh, by any means, um, Mario, remember who played Captain America? Uh, Matt Salinger. If you've never heard of him, it's okay, neither have we. And um, <laughs> we don't really know what this film is about. All I know is that I'm living for Red Skull in it. Okay, we'll give you a rough breakdown of the story from what we know, so Red Skull is, oh, and there will be spoilers in this, but really if you've not seen the film by now, I don't think you're ever going oh, to no. wait your way to
0: see it. I think it's an experience that everybody needs to uh, go through. Not all experiences are good, this one certainly wasn't. It was more comical than
1: good. But comical for all the wrong reasons, because... <laughs> Uh, in today's world of special effects and great choreography things happen and they happen to look quite realistic and this film things happen in such a way that it actually moved me to tears and as a filmmaker myself even I'm sitting thinking why so the guy who plays Captain America uh, after he goes through the the super soldier transformation ends up looking like a young Gordon Ramsay (laughs) I thought uh, and he and he aids a president in this film who looks a lot like George Bush. I would say, yeah, a little bit of fluff material for the president at the time, you know. There's serious presidential fluff material in this movie, and I'm all for it a wee bit because <laughs> the president is pretty cool. Um, but we'll give you a bit of an insight on the in the story. Uh, I'll. We, we, we'll we try and help each other remember it because I'm trying to forget it as I remember it. Mind wipe, mind wipe. Yep, yep. So uh, Captain America in this isn't seen as the scrawny young boy that we're used to, the guy that the army rejects. He's actually already in the army by the time we meet him and he's ready to leave. And he's already signed up for the Super Soldier programme, which there is, we, we don't know what the Super Soldier programme is. In the 90s, if you were watching this, you would never know what it is. You wouldn't even know that it's a super soldier programme. I mean, at the start, like, the, the Nazis explained that they've done it on a rat. Which looks uh,
0: more Hugo Weaving than anything else, let's be honest.
1: And, um, yeah, you, you you kind of learned that it worked on a rat, but you didn't know if it worked on a human, and then there's a, you know, a random They, they kidnap
0: child. a little, seven. well, how, how old would you say he is? The little Italian boy who's supposed to be that right. The well, kidnap. The right, Nazis kidnap that don't look like Nazis.
1: Yeah, there's some of the Nazis actually look like Russians. I don't know if maybe there's something going on there. However, um, the kidnap the. So the the film opens with um, these Nazis breaking in to effectively kidnap the young boy who they need to undergo the experiment. Now, if anyone knows about the super soldier. Um, program it is quite deadly and um, you wouldn't really put a child in it but I mean I suppose it's probably happened somewhere in Marvel's timeline I've, I'm have i not that knowledgeable on everything that's ever happened uh, but yeah uh, they kidnap young boy young boy gets put into you know the machine and we, we hear terrible terrible screams and then in the next scene oh, oh wait there, you're
0: forgetting the good doctor actually jumps from a window, avoids being shot. We don't know how uh, how large the jump is, but she's like hobbling at the end. So maybe she experimented
1: on herself a wee bit first. Yeah maybe Yeah so this this the the female doctor <laughs> basically takes on the role of the doctor from the Captain America that we're used to with Chris Evans. Um And when she sees them put this young boy who becomes the Red Skull into the machine, she doesn't want to do it anymore. The Nazis decide that they're going to shoot her. She jumps out of a window. We don't know how high up she is. We don't know how down to the ground she is. But she jumps out the window, lands on her feet and then starts hobbling to a rock where she sits. Now Nazis are chasing her but she's just sitting there and then maybe, maybe... uh, two scenes later she appears again with the Americans yeah that was the first scene
0: was in 1936 second scene 1943 Mm -hmm.
1: so she's back with the Americans and she's found Steve Rogers who is going to naturally become Captain America Uh, there's no build up to this he's already signed up to it Um, He said goodbye to the love of his life Beatrice who is a medic in the army who is a lot like um Peggy Carter, Uh, there's no beating around the bush with it, Um, I mean, we're comparing it to what we know back then, they they technically done it first, (laughs) like, you know, it's that, Um, and I'm sure we won't have to talk about that ever again until maybe seven minutes, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, you know, um, basically what happens is Steve kind of is in this experiment, we don't know what's happening, in the 90s, I wouldn't have known what was going on. In the nineties, you didn't know what was going on. You seen it when it when yeah. it was about, you know, because uh, you're old. And um, thanks for reminding me that. And um, yeah, so Steve gets you know turned into the Captain America that we all know and love. Uh, take that very lightly. Uh, and and that's, this this has to be the most comical bit of the film. Right? No, this, no, no, most comical to this point. To this point, but there's a bit where like a Nazi has infiltrated this and finds the Doctor after Steve has been turned into Captain America, and um, literally goes, which I, like, he shakes <laughs> her hand. And no, goes. no, 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 doesn't even get
0: to shake her <laughs> hand. He outstretches his hand to shake it, and then just in a, uh, swerve, goes to Zeke Hall and then pulls a pistol out and shoots her point blank.
1: And this, is, this isn't expected. This happens in a second. This happens, this happens in literally the space of a second and it's amazing. It's like the biggest joke you've ever seen. It's like, I'm going to shake Mario's hand and I'm like, you can't do that. Like, uh, too, too slow, man. Um, and then she gets shot and Captain America tries to save her. Can't save her. She dies. So does lots of other people. Lots of well. other people, but, you know, we, we don't know anything any, anything near enough about these people to care and um, so yeah that's quite an emotional bit I I suppose that was them trying but we didn't care enough about the doctor to care like I was laughing at the whole build-up to her death it was amazing Uh, I'm a bad person (laughs) and I'm going to hell Um, but yeah after that um, Steve gets sent on a mission to confront the Red Skull the Nazis are going to do the traditional bad guy thing that they're gonna send a bomb to the White House and blow the White House up, and um, before before we get that far, right, this
0: happens a couple of days after, within a week of uh, of Steve Rogers becoming Captain America, he's already got a bullet in his shoulder and his chest, and they're like to this doctor, we need him ready in five days. They're, the, the Nazis are going to launch this rocket, and from from us just watching it. If it doesn't happen on screen, in my point, it doesn't happen. So, we've got an inexperienced, non-military trained guy that they got just to be Captain America. No, like, combat, live combat experience and stuff. No training whatsoever. No hand-to-hand combat. And they're just sending him just a hyped-up, roided, like... Well, I know he's not the character. Matt Salinger is not roided up but in our minds we're thinking a big bad captain america like kick-ass kind of guy out in the middle of the field
1: no help whatsoever stop these nazis stop the missile good guy just because they can uh because they've put him through this experiment so they just expect that this experiment's going to make him the best soldier ever so yeah, they they send they send Captain America out with no field experience whatsoever. They don't know what the fuck he's doing. Basically, <laughs> they're just like, "Oh yeah, the Nazis are going to bomb us. You need to go sort it out." And he's like, "Right, okay, fantastic." And as far as we're concerned, like Steve Rogers isn't the the Steve Rogers that we that we know and love. The guy who, well, I mean, the bit in the hospital when he when he gets told that the bomb's going to He's very patriotic. He's very like, no, no, I've got to go sort that out. I'm the only person that can. And uh, there's been a plane after that, that. They're on a plane, and he asks, "Oh, um, when am I going to get some fresh troops?" in, in my, my battalion. In my battalion. Now, that's the point where the soldier says, "Oh, yeah, the, the 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 scientist who done this to you, basically, you know, she didn't trust anyone, so we think you're the only person of your good character of your good character and caliber." And we don't have anyone else to send, sorry. <laughs> and um, <laughs> no, if I'm asking for fresh troops, I don't care if they're super or not. I just want to know that I'm going to have soldiers there backing me up. You know that that that's that's what my that's what my beef is. You know. Uh, so Cap goes in here with absolutely no help whatsoever, and we get to see him make a sterling demonstration with his shield, which he has not been trained in. <laughs> like- that that
0: that goes back to what I said. If you've not seen him use it prior, get experience using it.
1: It never happened. So, for a first-time user, brilliant. Well, and I'll tell you why he's brilliant on his first time, because he sees a big guard post, a big wooden guard post, throws his shield at the guard post, collapses. I'm in stitches, because this is amazing. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, this is the best thing ever. Like, <laughs> and um, then he goes on, you know, and you see him push a whole truck by himself. You know, that's pretty captain. Oh, it, isn't is, like. it is. it not in one of the comics he like lifts a
0: tank. Like obviously one side to like lift over and shit. So. Yeah well he moves this it's, truck it's, and he uses it's, it's it for very cover. it's very comic book, it's very to source material, so
1: yeah, I'm good with that. I'll get that. Uh soon after this he bumps into everyone's favourite melted down Lego, the Red Skull. And um that is exactly what he looks like, a melted down Lego um his face is all distorted and weird which i suppose you know is good because of the effects of the the super soldier serum and the fact that it happened to him when he was a young boy you know you know this is the kind of idea the way this film kind of makes out is that obviously the doctor has had more years to perfect it but i think also the reason why they've tried to justify the disfiguration of this young italian boy which i will get to (laughs) um was probably because he was younger and it was forced upon it; like he wasn't relaxed or anything like that. He was; he didn't know what was going to happen to him. So that could have all happened. That's all fine. Now, onto the subject of the Red Skull. The Red Skull appears, and he is the best thing about the film because he is cracking one-liners like it's no one's business, and he's just running around thinking he's like God's gift to the universe. Which to this film, he is. Like he, he, he if there's anything to be saved to this film, it's him. And um, it just looks like a, a badly done version of Hugo Weaving but Hugo Weaving was just a tidied up version of that so you know that was, that was, that was fine you I'm, know to me I'm good with that Red Skull had character even though it's not character I expected from Red Skull ever uh, one of those things being oh he's Italian <laughs> and um, the Red Skull to me has always been German he's always been very for the Nazis he, until you know obviously he gets a bit sick of them and decides that no the Nazis were wrong I'm right um, so I don't know why he's Italian. No idea why. There's a, a bit at the start before he gets kidnapped, when he's playing a piano, which you know plays homage to the end of the film, when he hides a bomb in his well, piano. Let's not jump the gun. But which we'll get to. <laughs> um, we'll get to that. Uh, but the fact that he was Italian was the only annoying thing, and the fact that he was kidnapped at a young age, and you know apparently the Nazis never took him to Germany. Like he was just always in Italy, which is just weird to me. Like I just don't understand. Surely Hitler would have wanted to meet his red menace. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, you never know. Maybe, maybe his
0: bastard project.
1: Just like I just keep him in Italy. <laughs> just, just, just keep him there. Keep him. He, he 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 does not look like part of the master race. <laughs> therefore, we can't have him. Yeah, there's definitely no uh, blonde hair there. Hey, <laughs> there's definitely no <laughs> nothing there. Um, so yeah, I mean that was um, that was all. That that that's all fine. And anyway, onto the 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 greatest bit of comic relief in the film is Captain America fumbles because Red Skull basically kicks his cunt in. Well, here's the thing: you can
0: assume that Red Skull's been raised by these Nazis, but then again, didn't happen, so we don't know for sure. Beats him in hand to hand combat. Brutal. Captain America first mission. His first mission, and he's sent to stop this bomb doesn't know what kind of threats are happening and it's ahead of him, gets done in and he's in a very in a very Tom and Jerry, Wily Coyote Roadrunner kind of throwback. He's strapped to a fucking rocket.
1: Yes, he's strapped to a rocket.
0: Wait, his like- shield's still on him. He's got his shield on him so they, were, they had the courtesy to go Captain America, we are going to kill you. We're going to kill you nice and slow. You're going to be strapped to a rocket. You're not going to freeze when the missile goes up into the atmosphere and back down. No, you are going to be strapped to the rocket with your shield because Nazis care. Yeah. And you could almost say that... Did Nazi coming? Oh. I would like to take this time to <laughs> inform
1: the listeners that I will no longer be doing podcasts with Mario. Um... That was, that was worse than any one-liner in that film. <laughs> You're officially worse <laughs> than that film in one aspect. I knew it. I, <laughs> knew, it. I knew it
0: before we even
1: started. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, so, comic relief, yes. Yes, he gets trapped to the rocket and uh, the rocket's headed for the White House. It's going to blow the White House up. But it's, it's going to land not on the White House. It's going to land on the head of a tiny boy who's ready to take pictures. Now, Captain America sees this boy. Let,
0: let's, let's just get into that. It's
1: 4 a.m., He's in Washington, D.C. This is the best line in the film. Because his mum walks in and says, What are you doing still awake? Like, you should be in bed. And he's like, Mom, we're in Washington, D.C. Do you expect me to sleep? Yes, you wee dick. Like, you're a child. You're a child. Get to your bed. Exactly. Uh, uh, This young boy becomes uh, quite important to the story. Um, From what we can pick up, it's probably the closest thing to a plot device this film has.
0: And we're going. 1943. It's safe for a child to walk out in Washington D.C. at the White House with a camera, and nothing happened to him. Oh, nothing caused by fellow Americans because they're good in those days. Aye. When was like you know where was where was he be like kidnapped and whatever? Where was his mum then? Do you know what I mean? Like, Like oh just just go to bed. She's out for the count. Oh gonna get this camera and, well, and i think he pictures. was on the roof
1: i think he was on the roof of his apartment building <laughs> um maybe which is situated which oddly is even, close which is even safer <laughs> which is oddly close to the white house i might add you know like it's fairly close um so yeah that happens uh captain america spots this child on the roof and then he'll kicks the rocket away from the young boy, like, I, I'm not even joking, he heel kicks while he's strapped to the rocket, he heel kicks, I'll say it again, <laughs> he heel kicks a missile and sends it to where, Mario? Alaska! It ends up somewhere in Alaska. How that happened, I don't know, I just know that it makes me physically uncomfortable and well, ill.
0: the writers needed somewhere icy, you know, so that they could freeze him for... 50 years, you know, we're yeah. better than Alaska, yeah. yeah. Somewhere accessible to people yeah. in 50 years' time,
1: yeah. Somewhere cold, hmm, <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. so he ends up in Alaska. Then we see 50 years of presidential elections through newspaper transitions and stuff, In like the rise that.
0: of this. Hold on, what's his name? Tom, hold on, um, yeah, so the. The the young boy from the Tom Kimball, Tom, Tom Kimball rising to the power of from councilman in his state, congressman, president. Why? Because yeah.
1: America. Yes. So it's how this young boy who Captain America saved by almost like you know not heel kicking a rocket to Alaska. This young boy takes a picture of Captain America and he keeps it in his wallet. Until like the oh end of wait wait wait
0: wait, you we missed the line we missed the line, the line, the line, the day after the missile went on a tangent to Alaska, mm-hmm. the little boy that took a picture, weighs Pal, goes, oh.
1: <laughs> it happened it really did it really happened look here's the picture I'll prove it and his best friend says this exact line, because his friend says. Do you believe me? And he says... I've, I've got it right here, hold on. The exact line. Pictures don't lie,
0: neither do best friends.
1: And is that not the sweetest thing you've ever heard? It's beautiful, it nearly made me cry. And that young boy is never seen again. <laughs> like, no. Nope. So they were obviously not best friends when he became president. He was like, fuck, that guy's a bit <clears throat> gay for me. <laughs> um, But that was uh, funny. Uh, that was an enjoyable moment. Um, anyway, so missile gets launched to Alaska. We see fifty years of transitions. We see this young boy become president, and then Captain America is found fifty years later by two people just out for a wee jog in Alaska, and they fight. They just see like the tips of his his, his three fingers, his glove, and they think, oh, there, there must be something in there. There must be something in there. There's something, no right. That's not normal. So what did they do? In Alaska, they, you know? they cut him out in a perfect rectangular block with his hand sticking out the fucking ice with his hand sticking out of the ice which is actually pretty good uh,
0: precision you know they could have cut an artery they could have just lulled well, his wrists cut, off You they, know they
1: cut the block quite big and then they put the block on the table and then out of nowhere Captain America breaks free of the ice he's not thawed out he breaks free uh, cause
0: America
1: because uh, you know 1990s TV film realness um, the topic is 1990s television movie realness, and they just out with it. So Captain America wakes up; he doesn't realize that you know this is all happening. The Red Skull sends his daughter, who's never named, but we think is Sin, um, off well, to get. She is named, but it's not
0: actually Sin. What What, what, na- what is her name? Valentina.
1: Valentina. I think.
0: Yeah. That's not what. interested. I know it's, it's it, not it's not We're a just thing.
1: gonna call her sin. That's it. We're just gonna call her sin and that's it, right? And um so basically she um she gets sent to find Captain America because somehow somewhere, you know, the Red Skull has been tipped off that Captain Medicaid. Oh, America it was in a newspaper? Live. It was in a newspaper. And uh I, I she do and uh, he sends his daughter to go find him. Now this has got to be some of the best stuff I have ever seen because <laughs> two helicopters drop off three motorcyclists. In the forest where Captain America is. I don't know how they've found him. They've just obviously made very good guesswork because he's no longer, you know, in the snowy part of Alaska. Well, here's the thing. On one of the back of the helicopters,
0: there's a wee old uh, red and white. They're in Canuckland. Mm -hmm. So, you know... Oh, Captain America's been spotted in Alaska.
1: He's heading for America. Mm -hmm. He's got to go through Canada. Yep. So he's in Canada and... um, you know they're chasing him. We see Captain America literally throw his shield at someone and knocks them off the bike. This is where some of the best stuff comes from—is the action sequences because they're over-dramatic, and they're some of the best acted things in the film because the acting is piss, right? Absolute piss, and um, it just—it just hurts me. So anyway, he's running through Alaska, blah 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 blah, and then uh, you know, oh, the friend of the president, the guy with yeah, the glasses—that's glasses. him. He has seen again. I'm, I'm an idiot. I thought you were meaning
0: the young. Version of him, like, yeah, you're right. You're, no, you're no, right.
1: I, 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 that young version is never seen again, but you know, he comes back as an old guy and you know, best friends! And, um, he goes and finds Captain America and lets Captain America in the his. president car. sends him. More importantly, the president sends his best pal. It doesn't
0: send any military, doesn't send a helicopter, doesn't send a Humvee, doesn't send a tank or nothing. Not one camouflage motherfucker's scene. He
1: sends his pal, sends his best pal, and Captain America has been chased through a forest, he's getting shot at, he's, he's in a bad place. Like, And this guy just appears in, like, a, a bobcat truck and literally says, oh, get in, get in, and he gets in. And maybe uh, in 73 seconds later, Captain America pretends to be ill and steals this man's car. <laughs> and And by this point, I'm struggling to trust captain america right? because when he gets in this car for the first time it's like who was that chasing you and he's like nazis you, He no, it was he nazis. smelled them it, it, they were technically because they were working for you know the the red skull and you know but by this point the red skull doesn't really feel like a nazi at all after like all that it's like he just severed these ties with them and that's it which he's done before but you know he, he I, I, it, it just felt weird to me uh, so, he just assumes that the Nazis, you know, fakes an illness, steals this man's car, drives off. This man suddenly finds a way to get home, because uh, he's called his best pal the President, and they've sorted it out. Um, and then, you know, as is Captain America, goes back to, you know, his hometown, where the cheesiest music is played for the scene. He runs to find his um, young, uh, his young lover... Um, Beatrice, I can't remember. Bernie, Start, Bernie, and um, who is now an old woman, uh, very much in you know the way we've seen Peggy Carter get older, and she has a daughter called Sharon, who is played by the exact same actress. Would you care <laughs> to confirm? That-
0: yeah, on IMDb, have a look. Bernice Stewart slash Sharon. Mm-hmm. There you go.
1: Yes, and she plays the two characters, which is fair, right? Because they're you know, never seen. They, in, they never they seen in have this- the
0: flashback kind of like, oh my god, it's a double of her. Oh my god, it, she's she's still
1: young like me. How the fuck? Come on. In fairness, having the same actress it works because they're never seen in the same shot because their editing budget obviously didn't cover that much. Do you want uh, to know how much her budget was? How much was... Th- Wait, we'll, cor- we'll save that for the end, right? Okay, We'll okay. describe it and then we'll tell people how much money was wasted on this tot. Um, so, you know, the, the, there comes a, a scene of sort of, you know, rekindling with that family and trying to, you know, figure out how it goes and things like that. And eventually, uh, you know, the Red Skull's daughter breaks in again to, you know, seamlessly... Just, mat- just
0: as the president's pal finds steve's former lover and gets shot in the back he gets shot in the back and he's, then, in, he's in like
1: three scenes and, then, and he's dead and then then bernie's husband gets shot <laughs> and he then gets shot bernie and... gets killed and you know it's just all this stuff just seems to happen like it just seems Oh, we need captain america so you know you know take no prisoners when, realistically, if they take prisoners, Captain America is going to be more entitled to listen. And this was obviously the issue with the film, because Captain America doesn't even get the chance to act like Captain America at any point. You know, the whole film kind of feels like a revenge piece by this point. <laughs> like, they're going to get revenge. And um, so they, you know, they it starts on this whole side quest of general nothingness. And then they eventually find out that the Red Skull is still alive. Uh, and steve has to stop him now up to this point which is the last act because we have skipped so much because literally everything in the middle is just irrelevant (laughs) like i was on my phone through the whole middle act because nothing was happening Um, it's just little sort of side pickups to how they get from a to b but there's no real you know like find find finding the
0: experiment lab where steve became captain america and
1: having three guys chase him down, following them. To find the scientist who turned them into Captain America's journal that was uh, left in this lab. Which was left in this lab. This very dusty lab. This very dusty and obviously ransacked lab. And someone just obviously didn't check that drawer where her diary was. And
0: uh, That's that- sloppy handwork for America, to mm. be honest, let's let's be honest. Mm.
1: But I don't think, like, he reads the journal and it kind of implies, like, obviously, you know, how it all works, but it's never really mentioned again. No. It's never brought up again, so they basically got to get this journal. For nothing. And then off camera, it's just, you're just... But
0: before we jump off from that scene, we are forgetting the uh, stereotypical racism of 90s TV. Oh, 90s movies. Please continue. An Asian actor that's great in hand-to-hand combat we see everyone else shooting this is like the first time since maybe the first scene of Captain America fighting the Nazis where he's hand to hand people using a lead pipe in a fight with Captain America that's just a little bit uh, stereotypical stuff there you know but hey
1: it's it's the 90s it's meant to be cheesy yeah yeah I mean the film is certainly just cheese ball like that's that's the whole thing about it uh, which shocks me because you know you've got this film was made in the 90s and there's two other ones that were made in 79 yep. so you know like I'm ready to see uh, we, we, we'll you get to them at some point maybe next month but uh, <laughs> I think I've just had enough for this month <laughs> I really should appreciate where these films came from but anyway we'll move on um, so yeah you know by the end you know he, he gets to the Red the Red Skulls Fortress which is in Italy again, with Italy, because he's Italian. Yeah, those damn Italians. He was he was damn Italian, like, he was so Italian. He was Italian, like, Italian. Like, slicked like, back, black hair, the accent. Leather gloves, suit. To suit the suit, the, the Italian accent. I mean, you kind of get more Italian than the accent. And, um, yeah, so, basically what it turns out is that Red Skull needs the president to do something. Reasons? <laughs> Reasons, yeah, because if you've got the president, you can do anything and um yeah that that's it you know he, 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 you never really find out what he's going to do to the president but you know that he's going to do something quite menacing i will say this about red skull red skull and it is very menacing and a good villain should be menacing and that is what makes him so interesting to watch because he's got this dark sense of humor although it's quite you know laid back like he thinks everything's going to be okay uh and you'll find that in the last act i was rooting for red skull because i just didn't care if captain america won or lost uh but the third act is where things get cheesy i mean like you know captain america saves the president Um the president then goes on to say oh pulls, yeah, on, yeah, pulls his own his yeah. own weight
0: and actually helps captain america distracting guys so captain america can get the sneak up on them with a the shield and yeah. What What more can you want from um, a president? Um, you know.
1: Yeah, you know, he, he does his bit, and the president just knows who Sharon is, even though no yeah. one has told him who Sharon is.
0: He's not been in the same cell. I'm sure he would have freed her. If her, her cell tried. was
1: under his. Yep. like Literally right under his. There would have been no reason for him to like, know. Like the way he said it, they've God. got Sharon. It's not like they've got uh, some chick called Sharon. Aye. Do, like, do oh, I totally, her, like... I totally know who she is. <laughs> and um um yeah, cause he's probably slept well. Um maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Um so yeah, they, they they go on, they save Sharon. Sharon eventually decides to hold her own, you know, she she does her bit, like uh but you know, she's she's so Sharon's basically fighting Red Skull's daughter. The president is helping Cap fight Red Skull, but the President is mainly fighting Red Skull's men. And there's a, there's just a bit that's so Captain America Steve Rogers when the president throws Captain America his shield. And there's a whole that that it literally is just like three whole seconds of a close up of Captain America giving the thumbs up and saying to the president. Thanks, Mr President. It's just like not the time, love. You're busy. Like, you know, it's it, it it's just it's just there for genuine Oh, they're friends. Um so Red... Skull runs away, you know, um, starts to shoot Captain America's shield, which is beyond me because why you wouldn't shoot Captain America in the legs just confuses me. Um, it It's happened
0: so many times in the last act. Uh, so Andy. many villains shooting off the shield. Like, you know something? Shoot his fucking kneecaps. What's he going to do? He's going to be crawling. Then what's he going to do? Fuck all. You shoot him in the fucking head.
1: Yep, exactly. Like, you know, th- these are how this is how it goes. And, while Red Skull looks a lot like Hammerhead from the Spider-Man comics, he still... You actually said it right when we were watching it. Jigsaw? Yeah, it looked like from Jigsaw from the Punisher the, movie. The Punisher Warzone, uh, which was odd <laughs> to see, but, you know, yeah, he it, it, it gets it across. Uh, so you've got, like, you know, this last act where Captain America basically chases the Red Skull into a corner, but the Red Skull, you know, has got a bomb... And some randomly placed piano, like... yeah. That's it. Uh,
0: here, here's a, let let's talk. Practi- let's let's talk practicality, okay? Right, okay? He's got a fucking throne in a courtyard. See if that rains. That fucking antique fucking chair is ruined. It didn't look like an antique. It looked like he
1: built it himself. And he's well, like, well, you set. never you never know.
0: See that piano? How are they going to fucking move that inside? It's well, maybe it's on just well, a platform. Look,
1: you've got. They you would have to carry it up there.
0: See if it rains. That thing is ruined. He's just spunked away money
1: because he couldn't be bothered putting a little hood over the top of it, you know? I can't believe I'm ready to defend this film, but it's all about the art, right? If I'm (laughs) going to play a piano, right, it's going to be with a beautiful view of the ocean. It's going to have everything I need. Now, granted, I wouldn't play it if it's a bit windy, But, you know, he's very close to the edge, and it's just there. It's a nod to the first act when he was playing the piano. He obviously is a connoisseur of music, and he loves that, and he's very good at the piano. However, within the piano is a bomb. (laughs) like (laughs) A nuclear bomb, by chance, uh, which, you know, he's going to set off, and... You know, used to kill everyone within the radius just because he wants to kill Captain America because reasons. Like he's no reason to hate Captain America. Like that's the thing. Red Skull in the comics and in the film hates Captain America because Captain America is a nuisance. Like, no, it's,
0: it's more. He said one run and when
1: all he knows is I was
0: raised by Nazis. You were raised by Americans. We're enemies for over fifty years, but I was raised off. by
1: Nazis, but my whole family were killed in Italy and I was taken by Nazis. I'm pretty sure as you get older, you would really despise the Nazis. You know, there's a, there's there's this kind of thing with morality in it, and the Red Skull in the films that we're used to, like the First Avenger, um, Cap, uh, the Red Skull it does have an ulterior motive to the Nazis. Like, he thinks they're outdated, and he feels that they're not going to do what they've got to do to get the job done. And uh, that's what makes the Red Skull interesting, because he always had this plan that he was going to be bigger, and he always has been like that. He's always deemed himself... Well, the Nazis thought they that they were the best race on humanity. Red thinks he's the best thing o- on the planet. You know, I mean, that's the thing about him. He thinks he's superior. And um, you don't get that in this film at all. Like, he's just... It just feels like by the second and third act, he is just like a criminal mastermind and there's no real threat with him. Uh, but when he's, you know, he's threatening to blow the, the, the castle up with Captain America. Oh, pushing. no, no.
0: The s- south of Europe. That's what he said. About 70 million folk would go off with this little bomb that he's got. Yeah. 70 million.
1: That so, That's heinous. That's that's heinous, but there's really nothing. Like, like I mean why? It, it's, why? It's, it's the typical villainous last resort. You know what I mean? It's like, that's, that's like the sort of plan when your original plan has failed. You know, that's that. But his original plan never failed because it didn't seem like he had an original plan to begin with. Like, there's... He doesn't do he anything. He
0: kidnapped the present. Yeah, that was for his a point. reason
1: that's for a reason that's never explained. And um, so that's that's that. And then obviously Captain America stops him in the best possible way, because when Captain America douches his shield at him, Red Skull doesn't exactly fall to the ground. He sort of trips, like if it was like you know it just trips and he falls and. He falls off every single rock on the the cliffside of his big fort, basically. And it's almost something like like a slapstick comedy when you see a cartoon character get pushed down a flight yeah. of stairs and you see them bounce off every single stair. And I don't know, part of me loved that. It was just, it was just after, you know, that, you know hour and 20 minutes of sheer garbage that was my reward and do you know something I wouldn't take it back for anything (laughs) because it was too good Uh, what can I say it was shit (laughs) and it just ends there's no actual ending and there's a a little where are they now segment at the end of it which actually breaks my soul it just tells you what happens like with the president and stuff like that Uh, and fictional things that's not relevant Uh, just for anybody who's watching this who wants to oh wait there we forgot the costume, you oh, know, we'll the, get we'll get to that. We've explained the story, so now we're going to talk about things around the story. Oh man! And the costume being one of them. The costume is terrible. No, <laughs> like, you it, al- you describe
0: it better than me. It's almost as if someone got a balloon, poked some holes out, and then just kind of stretched it. It looks poorly made. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure the person who made it probably spent a lot of time making it. So well done for something. Well done for making an effort. Oh, and the, 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 Yeah, that's what I'm getting on. You know how in 90s, well, 89 Batman, when Michael Keaton had a uh, moulded body chest and six pack, you know, because why make the guy work for the role, you know? Just give him the role. Fucking Captain America's wearing a red and white fucking
1: girdle. With muscles implanted yeah. on it. And it's not like it's a girdle that's attached to the suit. It's a separate part of the suit that clips on. Like, you see it move around, like, and it's like, it's literally like... It looks as if he's a part of a burlesque act. It looks like sponge. It looks like it was made of sponge. And that... uh, And I just feel like he would just take it off and like... (laughs) That's why I say that, mate. And then just take the whole suit off. And then even then I would still be repulsed. (laughs) Um. Overall, there are loads of things wrong with this film, but I mean, I suppose the in acting the 90s, is very flat. Come on, the acting is terrible. The acting is horrible. Like no one should have been paid for this. I would, ne- if somebody said this film was made voluntarily, I would have more respect for it because <laughs> there's serious, serious effort there, but just executed so badly. Uh, but I mean, this is a this is a journey of you know respecting what's came before and as hard as we find it to respect things that came before this was made in the 90s right you know this was made what after the the Hulk TV series yeah yeah, yeah. so you know you, you I, mean, I mean you remember the Hulk TV series like, you remember how bad that
0: was I actually don't think it was that bad I'm um, probably if I were to watch it now I would just laugh at it but then again I'd they, I mean, that's before we fact- recorded, I'd said, I remembered specifically how I watched it the first time. It was on BBC One at, late at night. Are you being My dad, serious? it
1: was actually on BBC One.
0: Yeah, it was on BBC One when there was four channels, not your five, when there was four channels shown on at night and my dad recorded it for me so I could watch the next day. And on VCR. Yeah. On VCR off the other days. So, like, it, it is a throwback, but watching it again... I really must have mind wiped myself to like get rid of that when the new well when the current Captain America movie came came out the first Avenger cuz I like it just there's there's no words to describe how shocked I was watching it again and how funny it was like I could I could remember the rocket part onwards but that first 10 minutes was just gone from my mind I couldn't honestly remember anything of it
1: well as this is a, a sort of journey over the next 12 months um, of torturous watching, journey of watching these films we need to sit and we need to say to ourselves this was the films that were the platform for what kind that of we have now you know the, the MCU and the, the DCCU which you know, has its own issues, do you know what I mean? And, like, people say Marvel's too repetitive, and people say DC's just not finding their feet, and this is the thing, how do you find a happy medium between that? Like, Marvel have a formula that clearly works and people like, but DC have a formula that seems to change between every film, and then producers get involved, and things just get moulded and changed, and, for want of a better word, shafted, right? So, you know, people want this happy middle ground, but people don't know what that happy middle ground is. You know what I mean? Like, superhero films are always going to have this level of cheesiness to them. This was too cheesy. But in the 90s, in the 90s, when you didn't have, like, you know, the the Avengers and, you know, uh, Batman and, you know, all those kind of things, do you sit and you say to yourself, do you know something? I'm happy (laughs) a wee bit with what we've got. Because what we've got is still entertaining. To a degree and um, when you watch that because you're going to watch 12 of these the next year how, how do you personally feel like i feel it, like stabbing my eyes
0: out and filling my ears with like i don't know cement or something you enjoyed it a wee bit didn't you it was it was good to rem- like to relive something i'd watched years ago and I, like you said at the time You didn't have much going in the way of comics. You had your Batman stuff going on. You had your Hulk TV series and stuff. So for something like that, yeah. I probably enjoyed it more as a child than I did just there. You can't. Uh, I don't
1: think. I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that do enjoy it. There has to be. You know, there's people out there that obviously might love this film, and will get so Salinger many. getting a wee royalty check every time somebody buys a DVD. Oh, what when you can buy it for a pound at the pound shop? Right? Aye, probably. Aye, you can buy all three of them out the pound shop for a pound. Like, well, I mean, this is it. I mean, you know, it's a horrible film. It's god awful film. Like, you can tell that it's it's been it's not been made to be a feature. as a TV movie. To I'm, me, to me, it feels well, like a TV movie. If, if somebody told me that was shown in a cinema. I would be so upset, like. You well,
0: know. on IMDb, right? How how much do you think was spent to make that? Nineteen ninety money, you know, like. So you you'll need to scale it back a bit. Like I'm pretty sure. I'm gonna Captain say, America: First Avenger was maybe around a hundred and fifty million mark.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna scale right back based okay. on what I've seen. Okay, I'm gonna say. I wouldn't even be surprised if it was made on seventy five thousand. If it was made on seventy five thousand, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> uh, so that's the is aim,
0: a, aim. higher. Aim, aim way it, higher. In the millions. I'll I'll give you two more tries. Okay. Is it in the millions? I'm not saying anything. I need a hint. No, no. Can I can I get, you know, estimated zeros? Well, it's estimated on IMDb. It's estimated. It's not yeah, an it's actual not an budget. Actual, an actual like penny figure.
1: Right. Okay. I'll aim much higher. How about? 475000 Higher. Oh. Am, I, am
0: I hot or am I cold? You're fucking freezing like Captain America in that scene.
1: $1.2 mil.
0: Estimated $10 million. Get yourself to fuck. Estimated $10 million.
1: Where did that money go? I didn't see a film for $10 million. I could make a better film. <laughs>
0: Estimated... 10 million dollars. Oh, that's utter bullshit. There's no way. 10 million American dollars. Where to did all that... that
1: go? Because it wasn't there. They were like literally... They're
0: forgetting all the portions that were bought. You know, they probably punted him. Maybe a wee executive producer just went, Oh, I'll, I'll take that off your hands for you. Oh, you won't need that again. You know, that we fiat on its own probably set them back a fair bit. You're forgetting the special effects. What special effects? That rat that was red-skulled up, that probably spent at least two grand. Okay? That spent
1: about two grand, James. Two grand, right? Back then, people were not making... People were making good money in film, people were making great money in film, but they weren't making money to that degree. That film was not made on 10 million. That estimate has to be wrong and I'm going to look up somebody who's still (laughs) alive to get the actual estimate because I'm telling you, that film isn't even worth 75,000 that I guessed first, right? It doesn't even look like 75,000 went into it. Like, no. (laughs) Like, no. And the fact that if it was a TV movie and it wasn't a feature film that was in cinema, why would they spend 10 million on that? I've no clue. But uh, to put it in
0: perspective, okay, 10 million on Captain America, 1989 Batman, estimated $35 million. Now, looking at that, in comparison, a hell of a lot of fucking money went into Batman.
1: Yeah, but... It's... (laughs) It's just... It's the special effects. Special effects are what consumes a lot of your budget. You know, do you know it costs near enough a million dollars for them to do the Hulk in a film? Where the Hulk is in, yeah, just it, just to, a whole mill for that. You know, that's what special effects are. They cost a lot of money to look good and to look authentic. There was nothing in that film that looked good and authentic. Even Captain America's R- 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 mask that that probably costs. Well, that I do. probably costs a good bit of money. I mean, I think that that okay. I, I grant you that in prosthetic because that, that was prosthetic. There was no way that was a mask. That was actual prosthetic, so I'll give you that. However, that prosthetic is only used in two parts of the film. Not even two parts. Not even it was, that. It was, it was one scene. The rest is like his face, but it, it's, it's made to it's look one like scene. the skin is covering the face. So that takes considerably less. So right now, I if if I was a producer and, I'd, and I and I had you know overwatched that ten million being spent, I would not be pleased with that product. Right, you know, like I'm just not. Anyway, sorry, journey of self appreciation and appreciating the art. Um, the film is terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not worth ten million, and I and I and I can't even see it being anywhere near ten million that was spent on that. I think. Uh, Do you well, know what that well, is? Well, here here's the thing.
0: Are, on that budget, would that maybe be counting in advertising for it as well? That's what I'm maybe thinking
1: maybe, maybe, I okay, I'll grant you that, I'll grant you all of those factors, right, because advertising, special effects, blah, 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 but even then, do you know what I mean, like, advertising, yeah, advertising does cost a lot, but for a, because you, you're saying that it was obviously, you're you under the impression that it was a TV special. I think it might actually have been a proper movie. If it was a proper movie, then I can see where a lot of the advertising was paid for, but even then, I don't even think it was well advertised. It doesn't look like a film that's well advertised. It doesn't
0: look like a proper action movie. It looks very low budget. Like, in comparison to Batman, Batman be I would, be, offend- I would, I would be
1: offending students by saying that that looks like a student <laughs> film on no budget. But, I mean, realistically, I've seen student films that can blow you out of the water. You know, like, that are, are so much better than that. And, you know, I, I've seen very long student films that are better than that with no budget. I think, to me, the film just got maybe a wee bit too overambitious. And, but there just wasn't enough of what you wanted to see. And that's why the film, to me, just... I just don't like it. However, again, it makes me appreciate just a little bit better of what I have today. I am living a better life than... as a cinema-goer, than someone in the 90s was. But again maybe you know in the 90s that was that was what people had and you know that probably blew people away in the 90s probably but i mean maybe not when you've had like you know escape from new york and escape from la which were done before that which were much better you know like so things like that um and for the most part in terms of cast and stuff like that very minimal not many in terms of many big names to be honest not many big names not many main cast members that or supporting cast that were relevant and not many extras. Ron well,
0: that's the thing, you look at the full cast on IMDb, it's not a great list. Uh you do have Ronnie Cox as the president who you will also remember who at the time was in Robocop one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was a he was a big bad the big bad CEO. Yeah. So the, you could say that that's the biggest name attached to this movie. Yeah. Which and he has is and quite he, shocking. And, and he
1: is one of the, the better characters in it. So I grant it that. Overall though, I would say that, you know, the, the film obviously had an idea of what it was wanting to do, but it didn't really stick to the source material that much. And Stanley produced it. Like he was an executive producer on it. So, you know, he has a say, kind of, in terms of like if if, you know, DC's had to go by you know the producers kind of have an idea and a say in what is going to be happening, what money is going to be spent where. And Stanley obviously knew this script before, like okaying it and before producing it. I mean, Stanley just attaches his name to anything that's Marvel related, like he just does. And it's nice to see that even in the fucking nineties he was doing it. And well, wasn't this a point of time when it was selling off the?
0: To help keep Marvel afloat. No, was it? Sorry, it was the late 90s and the 2000s, Mm. just before Spider-Man, I believe. Marvel were, like, near enough bankrupt. So, obviously, at that time, they could see, like, well, here's another medium we can go down, like comics. Like, we've got that lined up. We've done maybe not too bad with the Hulk show. So, maybe branch out into movies, you know? It's... (laughs)
1: It's safe to say, it, it didn't really pan out at the time. Yeah, I mean, I think I think in terms of like a film like this needs to have genuine action that keeps it going with a genuine story, and it tried to have a genuine story, but it just didn't do it. Like the story, just you know, there's there's points where you can literally phase out and be back and go, oh, "Hey, I know what's going on," and that's that's not what a, a good film does. A good film engages you and keeps your attention for the whole time, to me anyway. So. I mean, I just think overall the film's just a bit naff. It's... It, it
0: was... Out of five, I would definitely say...
1: A two. Nah. And that's been generous. I mean, I would say five slashes across the wrist. <laughs> but, <laughs> out of ten. Um, but, you know, it's, it's... It is what it is. For the 90s, I suppose, you know, that was that was good i mean i've seen films that were made before the 90s that are much better oh yeah like mad max you know aliens aliens escape films you know those are all action films and yeah they all have different concepts but those concepts are much bigger than superhero movie concepts you know what i mean like mad max and a and a massive wasteland you know you've got these characters who you're not always introduced to but you know they're menacing you know they're villainous and i think with this messed it up was just that they tried to keep the cheesy comic book theme which sometimes doesn't work because comic books right now have went into the realm of being serious with you know the occasional one-liner that's quite cheesy but yeah. you enjoy it because it's just a wee throwback and it's nice um but yeah I mean overall I would say the film wasn't really my cup of tea um I'm, I'm not ready to do the other ones yeah but well, we'll, we'll know something. you just have to man up we we'll man up we'll man up um So next time we'll be doing... Pick it up. Read the title. Read the title, James. Next time uh, we will be reviewing Captain America Sentinel of Liberty, which was made in 1979. And we will also be reviewing Captain America 2, Death Too Soon, also made and released in 1979. Two films which serve as prequel and sequel to each other. Um, that were made and released in the same year, which hurts me a bit.
0: High hopes. <laughs> High <laughs> hopes indeed. I mean, I'm
1: looking at it and I'm just... Uh, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, we're,
1: we're going on a dark journey,
0: okay? We didn't say it was going to be easy.
1: We hope you'll take it with us and appreciate what just what you've got, you spoiled bastards.
0: If you don't go back and watch this, you're doing... The current Marvel movies at the service. Yes, I would say so. Anyway,
1: and don't Suffer worry, we're, we're not going to be we're not going to be Marvel dominated. I'm sure there's a few DC bad boys that we can of dig course, up. Of course, of course. Because you Superman three, <laughs> Superman four. Yeah, there was a fourth one. Shut up, Mario. <laughs> not the time. Not the time. But yeah, we hope that you, you go on this journey with us, and you know, maybe maybe it helps you just appreciate the, you know, what is you know what what is out there to us now and that it's done better and it quite clearly is if that's anything to go by so yeah until next time
0: this is a glaswegian geeks signing off.